Welcome back, guys, to the This Is Much More podcast. I'm Evelyn, and my co-host is... Roly Vogues. And our special guest today is... Chingo Blink. Yes, sir. Sass. Chingo Big Blink. Big surprise welcome, for welcome. y'all, I know. Uh, I, get to, I get to meet Roly for the first time in person. Yeah, yeah. Instead of sure. being a, a bad client. Like, I didn't even ask him what size he wore. I was like, man, <laughs> but I got you. I got you. I got you. No, no, for sure, for sure. Um, Just yeah, so y'all know, they've been, they work together. Yeah, we've been working together, going back and forth on text and stuff. So, you know, but puro, it's, it's badass. Yeah, puro it's, Dropbox links. <laughs> <laughs> but it's dope that we actually get to sit here and, and you know, you're at, at the house. And then we might know? be related because uh, his family yeah. from the same place my, my family's from. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, you did tell me yeah. from Valle? Yeah. 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 Like both your parents? Yeah. Well, my mom was born in uh, Ciudad Anahuac, Tamaulipas, but they grew it's up right there. Like yeah. right there? Yeah, they grew up. Mm. Right there. That's, that's what they cool. met. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because my mom's from Vallehermoso and then my dad's from Santa. Santa yeah. Polonia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got family out there too. And Santa? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's where we did our, uh, we did a toy donation over there. Like we literally had to take like a bunch of toys and different trips to take to donate to like 200 and 200 and plus kids that's great I, yeah. i'm glad that y'all do that yeah, yeah it was it yeah because cool. i was telling him that um that you were doing that and nobody knows that like you're salvadorian you know yeah <laughs> like you're the only one you're the only salvadorian over there and like giving back and shit that like. we know of but yeah because it's so funny because obviously if you look at me you don't even think i'm salvadorian you know and people you're like oh you you look like you're mexican da, 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 whatever but i really love going over there because i don't really go to el salvador like that you mm-hmm. know but when I go with his parents, like, I just love how everything is so chill and the food is really good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I used to like going to them damn knuckleheads started acting a fool. Once in them shootouts and all this. <laughs> what year was that? Man, was I like don't know. 20. I was I was still young. but Yeah, there was like a time period where it's like from, I don't know what it was, from like, uh, might have been like 05 to 2012 I, I, or something. I feel like all I know is that. I remember Valentin Elizalde. Mm-hmm. Like I heard that he had like got killed or whatever, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then that's when like shit started happening. That I guess I started knowing more about like all these cartel shit. And then, like, well, yeah. But I do think it was like 2012 when I kind of slowed down because They're that's like, no, when... no pasa nada. <laughs> ta, 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 ta. <laughs> Hombre, está bien calmado. Ta, 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 ta. <laughs> what does your yeah. mom say? Oh, she's from? like, de dónde eres? Like de ta 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 Tamaulipas. Yep. Facts. Damn, hell yeah. Facts. And then you watch Narcos and it gets to the episodes where they start talking about that region and it's like, yeah, yeah, all that's real. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that and, then, so and then you go to work and be like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm from over there, man. Like, I see a bunch of crazy shit, you know. Somebody drops yeah. a book and you, ah, you thought it was a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, his cousins, he has some, obviously, family that lives over there and there's this little one. His name's Renato. And um, he would come here like you know with his parents and there was a time that they were like shooting out over there and he said he was like he's little i, th- I think he's like seven or eight and he was telling us that he was hiding under the bed right they yeah. start getting used to that or they, just so yeah, they would teach him that at uh-huh. yeah, school and mm-hmm. it's just like that's so scary like i mean it is very very scary you know that that's mm-hmm. as, as a kid you have to like learn to like protect yeah. yourself in that type of way mm-hmm. you know yeah that's yeah. sad but you were saying you haven't been over there in a while, right? I can't remember the last time. But um, but yeah, when I was young, we used to go all the time yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid. Were you born yeah. over there or no, here? No, I was you born, were born here. here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my oldest sister was born over there. And then my middle sister was born in Brownsville. And then I was born in Houston. So we're slowly mm-hmm. making our way. <laughs> yeah. How many siblings do you have? It's just me and two sisters. Oh, okay. So um, you're the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're the only boy. Uh-huh. ¿Eres yeah. chiflado? El, el rey. Oh. <laughs> el príncipe. <laughs> mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Man, so let's go back, bro. Like, it, I, I feel like your whole thing started with, like, music, right? Like. Yeah. Uh-huh. It started with the whole, like, when was that? What year was that? Uh, <clears throat> that you first dropped, like, any music, right? Man, I lose track, but it might have been, like, 2002, 2001, 2002. It was, like, 2002, 03. Yeah, I feel like I was, like, 10. I think I was, like, 10 years old, bro. Probably were. Damn, that's wild. You saying it like that makes... No, but it's because it's crazy. It's because you're you're a Houston legend, bro. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think so. Like, fucking, I'm... I think so, too. (laughs) Hold on, let me get my Kanye on. (laughs) I just saw the Kanye documentary, so I'm about to turn up. Yo, I stayed up last night because of that fucking documentary. Yeah, we saw Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, Yeah, I was, like, you know, I was working, you know, doing my thing, 3 a.m. I was like, all right, I'm going to call it a night. And I was watching it, and then I see his, like, work ethic, and I was like, the fuck am I going to go to see for him, bro? And I stayed up to, like, 6. Yeah, he acts like he didn't have to go to work at 7. Damn, bro. Literally. And I told him, I was like, you're going to, like, burn your body out. Hey, Kanye, (laughs) duermete. But, yeah, Yeah. so bringing it back, how did you even come up with your name? Oh, man. So um, I went to college in San Antonio, and I was doing college radio, and I started networking with... uh, the local rappers at the time who by the way the big radio stations weren't showing them no love you know what i mean it was mm-hmm. just a very corporate type of radio atmosphere and then the locals there was no connection there's no guidance there's no like there was no like pipeline to get your song on the radio mm-hmm. yeah. but i was college radio and i was hungry and i was trying to compete against the big radio stations so anyway i started networking with the artists and my my way to get my foot in the door was like you know my kanye moment you know what I'm saying? Get serious for a second. <laughs> was like, hey, let me do a skit for your album. You know, so I'd do funny shit. So I'd be like, all right, cut on the mic. And I'll just, you know, put a sound effect right there. Act like it's a store, a tiendita, and pretend you walked in. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and just do like characters and voices. Just get my foot in the door. And then little by little, like, hey, man, you, like I rap too. You know, let me do some funny shit. Mm. And I would like freestyle on the radio on my show. And then uh, on the weekends... I'd hit the flea market and slang the, the mixtapes and the burn CDs type of thing. And um, I remember when I put together like my first Chingo tape, because I came up with the name when I was doing the skits for people. Okay. So I, I did this one character like, you know, on some Chingo bling shit. And uh, they were all laughing. Like when I stepped out the booth, they're all cracking up. And I was like, all right, when I do that one, that's Chingo bling. And they're like, what? Say that again. It's like Chingo Bling. That that's Chingo Bling. They're like, bro. They're just laughing at the name. <laughs> like Chingo, they bling. Like, oh, this boy's name is a lot of bling. Like yeah, a fuckload. Yeah, yeah. Excuse my language. Shitload of bling. Can we cut something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you you're can. good. You're good. And um, so I knew I had something because they were already laughing at the name. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's what I want because I knew that the rap game was saturated. Everybody named Mom at the time was able to get like a laptop with. I don't even think Fruity Loops was out at the time, but um, I knew the game was getting saturated and I knew I didn't want to be on some gangster stuff like everybody else. So I was like, all right, I'm going to clown the game. I'm going to come in kind of like Humpty Hump, try to find my angle mm-hmm. and not and not try to be Mr. Hardcore Rapper where people trying to test you all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, oh, are you a gangster? Like, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm doing some funny shit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was gonna ask, it's like, so the funny stuff was like from the beginning. Like, as yeah. you never wanted to start, like, yeah. How you I said, started like, doing some more serious ish stuff uh, throughout the years as you're trying to like 
you know, like, well, I did a lot of this and I feel like doing this. Sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. <laughs> um, excuse me. Y'all. I, no, I was like, what? <laughs> it does that. I, that's why I hate these damn things. It, it happened on stage one time. Um, yeah. And I was like, feds. <laughs> but um, the hell was I saying? That you were trying to figure, mm-hmm. try different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, so the funny stuff. Yeah. So sometimes it wasn't always funny sometimes i was like trying to get serious but i feel like that was just me trying to answer to the haters or to the other rappers that are like ah man this dude ain't for real and it's like you find yourself with with it trying to prove yourself and it's like dude don't do that just get the fans what they want it's so crazy because i do think that rappers were always like um it was like rappers oh he's a gangster right yeah and and very in a hispanic you know way that like they look at it right like the older generation they'll be like oh it's un rapero sí, sí, it's sí. un gangster yeah yeah like mm-hmm. that Tatuado, tatuado. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so when so when did the whole like outfit like the whole sombrero and oh, all man. that shit start that was like my spider-man moment you know <laughs> i felt like i was like sewing the costume yeah. so um so i knew i needed a crazy look to go with the crazy sound so i just like pictured it i was like man i think i was on the phone with my homeboy i was like bro Say I won't. Like, man, I'ma had a swooshes on the boot. And it's like, man, you ain't finna do that. I was like, bro, I'm telling you, like, I don't give a damn. Like, I'm about to go all out with the shorts on top of that so you can see the boots. And it's like, no, you're not. And um and then all of a sudden I started getting hit up for shows. Like, first I was getting a buzz in San Antonio. And I never thought I'd get a buzz in Houston because Houston is like you know along with dallas i mean there's a lot of cities in houston that that set trends and stuff but houston's kind of like a one of the arguably like the cultural we set a lot of the texas trends from yeah, here yeah. right mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um i know dallas does her thing i know everybody does her thing S- but i was so intimidated by home by hometown i was like bro i could see me having a buzz in san antonio like mm. they're down they got your back like they show love i was like but houston my perspective my perception of home was that everybody back home is a star. Everybody back home wants to be a star. Like, they're not going to cut you no slack. You know, I just picture, like, the Apollo crowd where, like, they're going to throw tomatoes at you. Kind of like the reputation Mexico City has. Like, yeah, you might make it in Mexico. But in Mexico City, it's just, like, New York, like, hardcore. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was so afraid of Houston. And then I started getting feedback. I was like, what? People people know me back home? And then before you know it, I started getting hit up like Hollabaloo Club, Hollabaloo's, Book Me, Coco Loco, T-Town. Like these were the clubs we all would go to anyway. I was like, bro, they're paying me to go to where I was going to be at anyway. Yeah. And I get to be on stage. So then I had to come up with my, like, I had to have some fly units because I like Missy Elliott, Buster Rhymes, like that whole era uh, of having an over-the-top look. So I remember finding like some Burberry fabric. And trying to cut it in the shape of a rooster and like sewing it to the back of the shirt so I could have like some Burberry, <laughs> like Burberry shit, but like uh-huh. a gallo. Uh-huh. Yeah. And of course, you know, just started getting like bootleg jewelry and like just, I would do the foil as the grill. Yeah. That was like the biggest clown. <laughs> that was the biggest clown. Then after a while, I was like, well, I can afford a grill now. And my mom's like, yeah, you need to get a grill. You can't be walking around with foil. Foil? <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, all right, well, I thought it was funny. I thought it was going to be like my shtick. And I was like, all right, I'll get a real grill. You know? Yeah. And then the MTV segment, we shot it right here. Edgebrook, uh, Nay. No, not Nay. Not Nay Street. So this is Theta. 
Man, Rodney. Is that Rodney right there? It's Rodney. She by Taco Madre. The one by Taco Madre. Si, Taco Madre over yeah. here on Nitchbrook. Okay, so wherever that street is right there, mm-hmm. that's where we shot the MTV thing with Sway. And that shit circulated. They rerun it. It was so many reruns of that. Damn. That was like big exposure right here on Edgebrook. And then when we were done filming, yeah. what did I do? I went right back to my parents' house on Nay, on Nay Street. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh shit, you just did MTV. Yes, that's awesome. All right, let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> let's go Yo, home and eat. That's wild, My though. question is, what about your uh, parents, like the support? Did you get it from the get-go? It, it was like mostly yes supportive but at the same time it's kind of like okay you went to college man what are you doing and also like okay you serious about this stuff because like you know you did good in school you know what i mean like you're smart you're gonna get a real job a man's job you know so they did kind of they didn't really understand it and i get it because as a parent you don't ever want your kid to pick a shitty career or have a hard time or like like it's not together like why are you doing that yeah I think it's more that they don't want to see them like as a parent, like or struggle, like you Mm -hmm. know, like you're smart, like why are you gonna put yourself through a situation that you have to work extra hard, Uh, right? uh But I mean, I think that just always makes you a like a go getter, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but you know, obviously, once like I remember my mom, boy, she'd be on my ass, like, like okay, you got to get a job, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you graduated college, you you know, you did six months in uh, San Antonio after college, now you're back. Like, go to Metters Staffing. There used to be a, st- a staffing service right here on uh, Fairmont. No, it's still there. On Fairmont. Yeah, it's still I, there. I, every time I would drive by, I'd shoot him the finger. <laughs> because I was... It brings back memories of, like, having to go up in there and just being like, look, I got this idea. I got this project that I know is going to pop off. I just need some time. You know what I mean? Almost mm-hmm. like the Kanye documentary. It's like, but I got to get some type of temporary job. Because don't nobody want to hire me with my degree and my mom's on my ass. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, you want an office job? Yeah, we ain't got none of those. And I'm like, man, I need an office job or like something indoor or something. <laughs> and they're like, well, you can sweep up popcorn at the AMC uh, right there on the Beltway. Yeah. And I was like, man, I ain't finna do that shit. And they're like, okay, well, that's all we got. I'm like, fine. So I did that for a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I Dang, like, I went there too. But I didn't. To matter staffing? Yeah. They didn't have nothing? No. Well, when I went, yeah, they made me do like a an hour long like test on the computer and then. Oh, I don't remember that part. And then no. they're like, we'll get back to you. And I never got back. So I remember I had to go to the little shopping strips on like Southmore, remember? When you took me? Because I was in so desperate of, to get a job. In front of the bank? Yeah, in front of the bank. Oh, so yeah, I was yeah. like, just park here. I'm going to walk in every store and see oh, who that's, hires that's me. Great. Man, she was a go-getter, dude. Yeah. Like, I, was, I wasn't like that. I feel like I just stuck to a job. But nah, she was like, if she wanted a job, she was going to fucking go get but, one. And, and I mean, I had one, to get like, a job, you know? So yeah. I literally walked in like an insurance place and she's like, do you know how to sell? And I'm like, no, but I can learn. Yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. like, okay, well, you can start tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. And then I was just, I started the next day, but... It's just a matter. Of, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like if you want it, you're gonna go for it. Like, that's great. Damn. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, that's how my wife is, boy. That's why I know. You know, we're smart, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. We gotta find. <laughs> you gotta find you a a, a, a down ass chick that's like ain't ain't afraid to get their hands dirty and like ain't not scared to go and. Yeah, like she, me, me, I'm a little bit more reserved sometimes. Like, nah, no, nah, nah, she makes all my calls for me. I, I like, oh, you gotta. She's like, you gotta call the bank and all that. I'm like, nah, you know, can you call the bank? Cause I don't work. 
<laughs> I don't want to do that shit, you know? I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't care. I mean, I've done sales in, like, different, you know, environments. I've worked with attorneys. So I, I feel like I've worked with a lot of people. So it's just, I'm not scared. Like, I'll do it. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's not that he's scared either but it's just very time consuming mm. and there's just things that it's just like hassle yeah you gotta yeah okay yeah uh to rehear the menu i just press start like oh my god i just need a human <laughs> <laughs> you know a secret just press like zero like 10 times and I, it'll transfer you. 10 and i'm not even i literally when i'm just like don't have time for it i'm just like zero 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 and they're like okay please hold we'll connect you and then they connect me but yeah it's like with his life insurance i'm like mm. we need to get it for you you know because i have mine i literally did the whole application and not they did it needed to talk to him was to ask him his health questions that's it so i was like doing everything yeah. like, for a whole hour was, yeah, yes or no questions and i was like fuck i, I was getting nervous dude i was like oh it's my like God. Only 10 I, minutes. I went in my i went Start in my office anxiety. yeah i went in my office i was like all right i, I gotta make this call right now you know like and it's life my, or death, homie. Yeah. My, and then my son's like knocking on the door. I'm like, leave me alone. You know, like I'm about to make a call. Is like, this for oh. your future? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Grown man shit, bro. Like, uh, adulting. Like, mm-hmm. Adulting, yeah, for sure. Hey, so did y'all really sell tamales? Yeah, but just we were so busy with the music stuff that it never got attention. So at first, my dad used to sell them when I was like little. I don't even remember that. Um, so my mom would make them and he'd sell them at work. Mm-hmm. And then they made fun of him at work. He's how we You know what I'm saying? Oh, they yeah. put a sign on his toolbox like Pedro el Tamalero. And after that, he's like, Man, fuck that shit. I almost said no goddamn masa no more. <laughs> and when I started getting into show business, I was like, I don't want to lie and rap about selling dope and all this shit that everybody else, Jeezy, all the posters, everybody's, ugh, everybody's making the same face. Yeah. And mm-hmm. It was all the same lane. I was like, All right. I can still I could talk about like whipping this, flipping that, you know, packaging this and how many units of that. And, you know, you could still rhyme about some cool hustling shit, make it funny, you know, make it cultural. But at the same time, it makes it authentic and it's real. And, you know, a lot of people can relate to it. Yeah. And it was just meant to be just kind of like motivational and, and like funny, almost like, yeah. yeah, you know, he's playing around. But at the end of the day, how many immigrants know that you know you can always hustle food or how many entrepreneurs or just it's just more of a it's more of a mindset metaphor of like okay you got to get in there you know got to get your hands dirty and you know and make it happen get the clientele yeah because i felt i think i saw it uh that y'all had an actual truck right yeah and they got stolen for real Mm -hmm. i think i saw it one time uh in front of chavez when okay. I was little, I okay. think, and I think I saw you, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's Chingo Blaine, bro." That's yeah, that's the day we pulled up. Uh, I think I was that might have been like um '07, maybe even like '06 '07. We were about to drop an album, and that was just our way of like, man, we got to get out there, and you know, these youngsters got to see you too. Like, you got to, you know, yeah, campaign, hit the streets. Yeah, but the truck got stolen though. Yeah, they towed it illegally uh because we had it parked at the um man it, it, i don't know if it's still there or it turned into that hong kong area but it was like yeah by, by the flea market uh yeah it used to be the flea market but now is it, is it, it still there's still there? a flea market there yes. oh wait no, by, 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 by college by uh, denny's right like yeah the, the, there's a flea market literally but it's hidden like next to the big stores yeah it's little, that whole little area is like asian stores uh-huh, asian and then the flea market's or... like in the little corner next okay to it. well it's, it was like right there 
and um, that's where we had it parked. We had permission, and uh, it'd get vandalized and shit. And then eventually, um, one time they towed it illegally, and we had to go to court. And the tow truck's like, "Oh no!" It's like, "Bitch, we were allowed to be there. Who told y'all you could tow it?" Like, yeah. "I don't know." Somebody called. It's like, "What you mean?" The people that own the property know that we're allowed to be there. It was like our billboard. Mm-hmm. Like we had to park right there on the side of the freeway. Yeah. But anyway, it, it wasn't like the nicest truck with a bunch of equipment on the inside. It was mainly like kind of just kind of bootleg. It was like hollow. Oh, for real? It was like a bread truck. <laughs> you know. Man, so because you asked me earlier, like, oh, if I've ever been to L.A. and shit like that. Like while you were doing your whole music career, like you traveled a shitload. We, um, <clears throat> okay, so the first time I really got to get out there and travel and, like, be like, oh, shit, man, it's Mexicans in Vegas. And, like, damn, California's big as hell. And, like, stuff like that yeah. was when uh, Baby Bash, he invited me. He's like, dude, you're funny. You're crazy. Like, I want you to co-host, like, be the comic relief on my DVD. So it's basically going to be um, my boy David Gaona, G-Films. He was, like, going to be the camera guy, director, editor. And it was, like, a road trip. It was uh, Baby Bash and myself. And we're just like in the, I don't know what it, what vehicle we had. We probably like rented a van or something, right? Mm-hmm. And Bash, you know, he's he already was in the game. He already knew people everywhere. So basically, it'd be like, okay, we're in Albuquerque. We're going to meet up with, you know, the, this record label and these artists and this and that. We're getting footage. And then it's like, all right, now we're in Phoenix. And so now the whole time I'm just meeting all, he's like plugging me in. Yeah with this network of people and it's like all right we're in vegas i'm like damn they got rappers out here too like you're meeting these people we shot like a couple bootleg videos and it's like okay we're in la boom he's introducing me to like radio people and i'm just like the plus one i'm like the tag along type yeah. of person and then we're visiting his family like up northern california and so on and like oh shit kid frost like what the fuck bro like i, I used to watch you on tv and and then at the end of the trip we had a DVD. We had all this footage. You had like Happy P and like different producers and rappers, like all these familiar faces and landmarks. And uh, it was a cool little project. And at the time, it was like a cult following, man. Like just people. It was like before vlogs, before YouTube, mm-hmm. before, before mm-hmm. any of that. Yeah. So people were just like, oh shit, pop it in. You could watch this at home. What the fuck? Look at these people. Yeah. And uh, that's when I first started planting seeds and networking and traveling. And then once, um, once kids started downloading my raps through LimeWire and FrostWire and all, <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So now, now I had a website. So now these kids, it's like, oh shit, they're listening to you all over the place because mm-hmm. they're getting it for free yeah. and they're sharing it and it's, you know, it's promotion. Next thing you know, it's like, damn, we just showed, we just sold a t-shirt like in Portland, Oregon. Like you check the PO box, like what the hell, Kansas or like hey man how much you charge us to come to oklahoma city like hey man we want to see you in iowa and i'm like there's mexicans in iowa and so and so <laughs> forth next thing you know you're in florida and yeah before you know you getting the big head you out there like yeah man you know we from the h bro we out in chicago you know what i mean Dang. so you're just a youngster out there like just, and at the time you're like in your 20s and everything so yeah. it's like you're mm-hmm. young and they're like mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like Damn, I don't know how I would feel if that happened to me. It's a lot. It just sometimes a lot to take in. Yeah, because oh, spe- uh-huh. oh, let's go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was gonna say, were you married at the time? Oh no, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, no. I was a youngster. No, no, I wasn't married. <laughs> um, I forget how old I was when I did get married. Mm. Let's see. Um, 
I guess my I, yeah. I'm asking because I'm pretty sure it would have made it harder, right? I was just young and dumb. It was gonna be difficult no matter what. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah. right. You're right. If yeah. if I was already responsible adult, you know what I'm saying, responsible taxpayer and shit. You know what I mean with kids. <laughs> then of course it'd have been like. Does it make sense? Like, okay, so you're going to Corpus Christi for what? Like, oh, man, you know, hit the record stores and maybe go to the club and try to work my single and maybe get in the yeah. studio. Somebody might want a feature. And it's like, yeah, what's the budget for that? That sounds kind of risky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so where are you staying? Oh, man, when we get there, we going to get a hotel. You know, the homies, they rolling and everybody's smoking and you're going to pitch in and we going to the club. And it's like... <laughs> That's just you know that's just youngster stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Now I'm like I gotta drink my water. Where's my vitamins? <laughs> yeah. I need my rest. <laughs> You're not gonna pull a Kanye like this, Kanye. Stay until six oh, in the morning. Oh no. <laughs> uh-uh, I need my sleep. Yeah, I need, I need my sleep too. <laughs> yeah, he does. He'll he really it. pulls all nighters all the time, and I'm just like, damn. That's just rough, go to man. Sleep. That's rough. That cabron. Yeah. <laughs> who? Who? Did you ever miss? Uh, miss? Did you ever like meet? Like a um, somebody that you've always wanted to meet, like a famous person or something, that you were like, holy shit! Like, I mean, there's been a bunch of those. <laughs> shit, uh, Kanye asked me for a photo. You know what I'm saying? Long time ago. What? Yeah, people don't ever believe it because, like, why? Did, why would Kanye want a photo with you? I think he just like gets into weird stuff and he looks at shit different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But mm-hmm. we were in Puerto Rico for this. Um, dj rapper record label convention it was called mix show power summit and a bunch of artists were out there and um it was like a almost like a hotel conference room and there's a hallway and he was a new artist at the time and he was there with his boy and i was there with my people and he's like hey you chingo bling i was like yeah what's up he's like let me get a picture with you and then it's like okay this is kanye dude he makes beats for jay-z like okay that was dope but it but it wasn't like oh shit let me get one too it was like yeah i want to play it off and be cool like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what i'm saying like you I hope somebody got out. that. <laughs> but now I'm like, damn. Nobody got that. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I've dealt with like P. Diddy. Of course, I know Pitbull very well. Um, he's probably like my most famous friend. <laughs> got a couple of famous friends. Shit, Michael Berry, the uh, radio talk guy. He's pretty big time. But yeah, man. Um, I get to, oh, I, I mean, a lot of actors too. Like oh, when man. I've done comedians, shit, you know. Just a random smorgasbord from just from being around for so, for so long. <laughs> Damn, that's fire, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you want to go on a break real fast? Oh, it's we're, about that time? Yeah, we're about to hit the minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> Keep it locked. We'll be back. We're going to take a quick break. This <laughs> and much more podcast. <laughs> and we are back. And I forgot to mention this is episode 24. So. 24. El 24, yep. sí. Sass. How's your Spanish? Is your Spanish? Más o menos. Más o menos? Sí, puedo hablar en español aquí? Sí, claro. Mira, el español mío de repente lo hablo pero bien mucho. When I when I speak with somebody that's fluent, I get in my head and I get nervous. <laughs> and el acento like like my babysitter boy, she'll be like, "No, es que el chingo no entiende." Like like she be clowning me. Yeah. Uh, or like if we go to especially Mexico City cuz um Y'all know how they got like their own accent. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. different. And if you're from anywhere else, especially you're from El Otro Lado, like you, you a pocho, you know what I'm saying? You're Mexican-American. They hear it right away. Uh, but like my wife, they're like, oh, it is aquí. Because her shit yeah. is like legit. Really? Yeah. She's from over there or from here? Her mom is from Mexico City. Um, her dad is also, well, her dad is from Reynosa. 
Tamaulipas. <laughs> and then she was she's from the branch, representing that uh, motherfucking Long Point shit. Um, so she hood, nah. But uh, but her, but her parent, well, her mom, her mom would teach her that proper pr- like cubiertos. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, like yeah. not, not like, una cuchara, no cubiertos. So oh, really? so she grew up with her dad's uh, family a lot, like all her aunts and uncles, and they would like make fun of her when she was little. Like ay, viene Marisol cubiertos. Bolígrafo. Yeah, what the fuck is that? A pen. Ah, cabrón. Bolígrafo. 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 Okay. <laughs> I think that's the only one I know that's like crazy, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. my Spanish is better than his. Mm, I but I feel like ya no lo hablo tanto como antes. Yeah. Porque mi mom entiende inglés. So it's oh, like, yeah. Le hablo en inglés y me entiende. Yeah. Y luego empiezo con mi Spanglish y... No, ya. Yeah. Le hablas a mi mamá todo... Toda, like in English, and my mom, I, okay, okay, Evelyn, yeah, yeah. Pero tu yeah. mamá entiende. <laughs> hey, my mom, like my mom would be like, what bitch? What bitchy bitch? Like, a mí no, a él. Yeah, to me, and I'm just like, oh my God. What's up, bitch? Punk ass <laughs> no, bitch. No, literally. Que quieres, bitch? Hi, mom. <laughs> Yo, that was right. Yeah. That but, does happen yesterday. But her, the, his dad doesn't like bad words like that, right? Nah. He's very chilled. Why yeah, fuck? See? Like you, you'll cuss every now and then, yeah, like but when he's feeling in shit, yeah. Like, fuck. So, how did you transition to comedy? Like, was it easy mm-hmm. because you were doing like funny mm-hmm. stuff? Like, yes and no. So, um, so I got into comedy about uh, about damn, it's almost gonna be seven years now, bro, which is like a good chunk of time. Um, it was hard in the sense that people they already know you from something else so it's kind of like they expect a lot mm-hmm. and then you have that pressure like you're still you still you suck you're new you're green and you're up there bombing and it's like motherfucking chingo bling bro you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah and it's almost like it puts that pressure on you because they have those extra expectations but also it helps because you already built up your brand you already did this whole investment of just like over a decade and just you know putting out so much stuff that somebody's gonna know you and so you have an advantage and you're able to like sell more tickets, get the word out. You have a following. People kind of know what they're signing up for or they're already fans from something like, man, I like that character or that voiceover or that song or that parody or that video, something. Um, but comedy, you know, it um, I, I was able to apply a lot of what I had already kind of experienced and learned in the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Just mm-hmm. being on stage. Uh, you already writing, right? You already mm-hmm. having to write and edit to have punchlines in your raps. So now it's jokes. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love it, man. I, I love it. That was always like my dream since I was little. And uh, it finally came full circle and I finally dove in and, and committed like, okay, I, I'm, I know I'm going to suck at first, but I'm going to hang in there. I don't know if it's going to yeah. take a couple years or how long it's going to take for me to start to get the hang of it. Yeah, Dang. yeah. Because I was gonna ask. I guess you kind of answered it. Because I was gonna say like, which would you say is like easier to make it in, like comedy or music? <sighs> but since you did music, then you yeah. kind of did have that little advantage. But if you didn't have that, you think it'd be like tough? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it'd be it'd be tough to just make a name for yourself from scratch. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, well, you better have some good jokes out there. Like we gotta know you somehow. So it's almost as if. I would only have seven years in the game versus like 20. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then sometimes mm-hmm. you probably have those loyal like fans, right? That like support you regardless <laughs> of anything. Yeah. So it's just like. Well, I make sure I make sure I do my my part. You know what I'm saying? I gotta make sure yeah. it's funny. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. otherwise it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's brutal. You don't want yeah. those pity laughs, like oh, pobrecito, that last time. <laughs> no, pues el chingi blingi, pues ahí la lleva. No sé, no sé la visión de él. Vio un documental de Kanye y ahora. <laughs> uh, I I just feel because we had his cousin shout out Ricky. Uh, yeah, shout out Ricky, man. He does. He started doing comedian too. Mm. Which whenever he told Roland told me that he was doing um you know the stand up comedy. comedy, I was like, dang Ricky, because I used to think he was so quiet. Mm-hmm. So it it shook me right. That yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, you know. So then we had him here on the podcast, and he said that that it's a very hard thing. And I whenever I talked to him, I was like. Damn, being a stand-up comedian is probably one of the hardest. Like, yeah, I got my boy Juan Perez. He's a comedian out of San Antonio. He's in the house. He's Juan he's, he's behind the camera. He's he's the plus so. one this evening. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm sure he can he can tell you all kind of stories. Um, so you gotta have hustle. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have hustle. Just like in anything else, there's the business side. Um, we always talk about this. How like some comedians. Sometimes they're purists. Like, they're all about the, oh, man, I, I just do jokes, bro. I, I don't got to be on Instagram. Nah, I don't got to chop up clips. I don't need a podcast, you know? Like, mm-hmm. photo shoot. Oh, man, I'm a comedian. It's like, all right, let me know how that works out for you. Because somebody might make a name for themselves doing skits on TikTok, and they're about to sell way more tickets than you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's show business. And, um, you know, I, I kind of look at it like MMA sometimes only because you got to have a mixed bag of skills. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like if somebody's training for MMA, they're going to have a boxing coach, a wrestling coach, you yeah. know, striking, grappling, etc. With with stand up, it's like if you have the opportunity to get on a song with somebody, you can't just be like, "Ah, bro, I'm just a stand up." It's like take every opportunity like if there's a short film somebody's shooting, you might be able to work on your acting skills, your facial expressions, your timing, know how to process a script and make it funnier, how to improvise on set. Like all those go in your toolkit so that when you're on stage and somebody heckles you, you already know. Like, boom, off the top, <laughs> roast them. That's, that's, that's. <laughs> and plus, being from Houston, yeah. being from Houston and going to school, you learn how to roast. You learn, especially somebody of my stature, you got to know how to have a big mouth. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> coming up, I had to be able to like, nah, I'm, I'm going to get you first. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. Know. Honestly, I don't think I'm a good roast person. You're too nice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think I can think that fast to like roast somebody. Maybe nah, I'm too nice. Know. Or maybe you do it naturally and you just don't say it out loud. <laughs> Look at this old. Uh, you like, you like, like she likes to call me fat. She gets my son to call me fat and shit. Yeah, because like, my, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, my son, he, he's three and a half and I don't know why all of a sudden he hates being called gordo. And it's like, do you even know what that means? So he calls him gordo. Yeah. Like Lifts up my shirt, lifts up my shirt, slaps my stomach. And, and he'll shit. be like, like, mommy, papi, gordo. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get home from work and fucking straight up row session. Yeah. yeah. I have a three-nager as well. <laughs> um, and she, uh, yeah, she'll say stuff too sometimes. Oh, papi no puede, papi está gordo. Or like, you know, because she, she speaks nothing Spanish. Oh, really? And now oh, she's what? picking up English from watching YouTube. She'll mm. be like, ah, yo sé, invisible. 
<laughs> like words it's like where she learned invisible from yeah, yeah. Yeah. just random words I, I got it you know look look papi so look your yeah. wife talks to her nothing but spanish yes and the babysitter and and now oh, okay and now we're slowly what's up penny you need help you know start hitting her with some english because <laughs> mm-hmm. that accent boy we got to get that right yeah yeah you do we got okay okay maybe we messed up maybe we messed up <laughs> it's, 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 it's very tricky right because you want them to have the good ass spanish but don't want them to have the accent right yeah and milo pick your battles is yeah because <laughs> milo we talk to him in spanish but he talks to us in english yeah. but we just put him in school okay uh like the three hour like a week or whatever i mean a day, a day and it's like a regular school but it's only english so he comes home like with nothing but english but he understands his spanish and now he needs speech therapy so it's like i don't know if it's confusing him or what but i mean we're mm-hmm. gonna get him there yeah. yeah with time but his spanish is decent no, he doesn't even <laughs> say anything. He'll say gordo. Oh, leche. Eh, food related yeah, is food in related, Spanish. Yeah, tortillas. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mami, quiero uh, papas. No, he uh, loves... It's just papas all the time. Yeah, he all just time. wants papas, apples, fresas. So, sopita. Yogurt, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah, sopa, yeah. <laughs> right? Popcorn. My, my daughter, boy, she gets her own. She goes in the fridge. Thas. She's like real independent. She'll get them little animals and thas. She, <laughs> she like pops a top. The finger. Thas. <laughs> no, yo puedo. Mira. Thas. Mira, papi. Papi. Papi, no sabe. <laughs> That's so funny. Milo, nah. no, ni con el dedo. Lo acostumbré con el popote. Uh, he he has to want get he a always straw, breaks them he always breaks them and, and he then, breaks them and then he gets mad and it's just like all right it turns you know. into a whole debacle yeah <laughs> no he turns into spider-man he gets offended <laughs> if you don't call him spider-man damn it's yeah. either milo morales or spider-man one or the other yeah not or peter parker this is because there's a mile uh, miles morales mm-hmm. but he don't like to be miles morales it's literally his name yeah, like, nah, I, I, I want Peter Milo. Parker. I want the red one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm the black, I'm the black one. The fucking Milo Moral, my Miles Morales or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck. I was gonna ask like, what what's the your worst like bomb? Oh, it's a lot of. Uh, whew, in the rap game or uh, nah, in the comedy? Uh, comedy. <laughs> comedy. Oh man, which one do I pick? Uh, there's only been a couple. You have a rap game one too? Yeah. Uh huh. In Mexico. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you the rap game one first. So uh, my homie Sekan, he's a big time rapper from Guadalajara. He's like Tupac out there, bro. Like you can't even go out to eat with him. Like, oh my God, Sekan. They fucking move you out the way and shit. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of those cats from down there, like Aleman, he's blowing up. You haven't heard of Aleman? Have yeah. you heard of Aleman? Yeah, Aleman, yeah. I got to kick it with him. Bro, here's a crazy thing. So... Um, you know, you're down there doing an event for Secan in Guadalajara and like all these, the who's who of these Mexican rappers. I didn't know who none of them were. Even. Yeah. I didn't even know how big Secan was. But he had like 10,000 kids out there and they all had their style. For one, they're just different generation. And I was already kind of rusty. I was getting burnt out with music. But uh, the stuff that I had prepared... Now, looking back, it's like you probably should hurry up and come up with some Spanish lyrics, some shit. You could come out acapella, like Jada Kids, but in Spanish. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. like prepare for your, you're going to be in this show. And um, so now I brought whatever I had at the time. Some of the shit might have had auto-tune. Some of it might have sampled a cumbia. Like, mm-hmm. I might be throwing in some Spanglish. But these kids, they were already out there all day. They were tired. 
and they see me like with my crazy look and they're they're just on a different wave it's like they wanted they wanted herb c second and like these battle rappers from like you know battle yeah. rapper from colombia and this one dude from tijuana and like you know mcs type yeah, yeah. shit i'm a, i'm a, i never really like saw myself as like a rapper rapper anyway uh i just was like well I'm a crazy dude. I kind of, you know, I, I really, I was like on some, I want to be A&R, be mm. a, like maybe a DJ back in the day yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to get in the mix that way. But anyway, these motherfuckers threw a water bottle at me. <gasps> I'm up there, you know, doing my little, <laughs> it might've been too much English, too much auto tune, something that yeah. they didn't like. It wasn't Spanish enough. They didn't know what I was saying. So that was really <laughs> my fault. I should have known better. So I was like, Venete, cabrón, you know, uh, but nobody, you know, it wasn't a big deal. It didn't really hurt my ego. And then with stand-up, damn, which time should... Oh, I'll tell you one. So when I was first starting, you have these, like, open mics, right? Yeah. Uh, these little rooms and shows and stuff. And they're of different quality, and they're all different. And this one this one uh, local comedian, he's like, hey, man, if, you, if you're trying to get up, I could tell you where to go, because I wasn't from that world. I was like, bro, mm-hmm. you got to tell me. So he's like, hey, man, if you're free today, there's, like two we could hit real fast right and i was like all right well i was like screen printing some stuff at the time we, yeah, had, yeah. we had this warehouse and uh i was like all right i'll, I'll go so i was just thought it out and <laughs> so we went to the first open mic i was like all right well that was pretty cool i kind of get a sense of how this works mm-hmm. and then the next one i'm thinking it's still like an open mic because mm-hmm. that's how he told me well it was like the apollo bro it was like all urban all black room ali Sadiq was the host and he's like a he's a monster veteran like it's a rough room like it's difficult like you got to come in with some skills you got to know how to get their attention because it's a sports bar <laughs> it was off 610 next to chachos it was called like fat boys or something like that mm-hmm. and it was this rowdy crowd that they're eating hot wings like the game is on the tv ali Sadiq just killed it and they bringing up some random person so Apparently there's a line to get to to get to go up, and the DJ was a um, GT from uh, GT man from 97.9, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What's up, Chingo?" I was like, "Oh, what's up, man? I didn't know you you did this." He's like, "Yeah, it's my homie, and I do their sound, and I bring up the the comics." And uh, I said, "Hey," he's like, "You going up?" He's like, "You doing this shit?" I said, "Hey, man, look, uh, I don't want nobody knowing." You know, I'm Chingo Bling and I'm I'm doing this shit. So just say I'm, you know, I'm Pedro. Just, you know, just yeah. just give my government name, right? All right, whatever. Next thing you know, Ali grabs the mic. All right, special guest. You seen him on, you know what I'm saying? You seen him doing his rap thing around town. You seen him at the car shows, MTV. Give it up right now for Houston's very own Chingo Bling. <laughs> Mind you, I was screen printing. I was todo tirado. And it was like, the crowd was like, didn't care. They're just like, pass the, pass the catch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Tell the waitress, give some more hot wings. Like everybody's chattering. And I'm super inexperienced. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is go on while everybody's chit-chatting. Like, yeah. That's not ideal for comedy. That's why there's rules at comedy clubs. And I was, I went up there. I was like, the mic's hard. I was like, hey. I was like, uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm dressed like this. Uh, I, I I can explain later. I I I didn't. Yeah, yeah, man. So uh, yeah, so I got a roommate. You know what I'm saying? I got a roommate. Like started going into yeah. whatever joke I had at the time, <laughs> and it felt like an eternity, but it might have been 30 seconds where I just aborted shit, like like abort mission, <laughs> and basically I just gave the mic the mic back to Ali, and it was 
he was just probably like, wow, that was the quickest first round knockout <laughs> tap out I've ever seen. But now, you know, I had him on my podcast. We've done a couple shows together. He invited me on. The, um, they do this one show every year for th- around Thanksgiving at the Improv. Mm-hmm. And he had me on the lineup. That was cool. So he has seen firsthand how far I've come. So thankfully, that wasn't the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> that was not the end of it. Because I'm a beast, right, Juan? Tell him, yeah. Say yeah, Juan. <laughs> he didn't say yeah. Yeah? yeah. Okay. <laughs> Man, come on, Juan. Put some more crema on the... On the- <laughs> Man, this man's a beast, bro. <laughs> Damn, because you got a Netflix special, huh? Yeah, we did a project with Netflix. And I told that? him no at first. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Yep. So how did you end up doing yeah, it? Yeah, how'd that happen? So I was I was uh, working with this production company called Mitu, which they have like an Instagram page. I mean, they, yeah, yeah. Don't you know about them? Yeah, I, I did some work for them. Yeah, they do all kinds of stuff, right? But one of the things was they wanted to develop some content with like big streaming platforms like Netflix. So they had a, t- a whole sales staff that would go out and pitch ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Chingo, if you give us the green light, we'd love to pitch a project. And uh, they, I think they said like, so maybe like a stand-up? And I was like, oh, all right, whatever. I had no business. Damn, pinche. Demon- the, the, the gu- <laughs> when the gummies kick in, <laughs> start hearing them demonios. <laughs> so, uh, so I gave them the green light. They went and pitched Chingo Bling stand-up. One day, they hit me up. They're like, hey, man, uh, Netflix said, yeah, bro, you're going to have a special on there. I was like, uh, man, I can't. I ain't got enough material. To do. First of all, my material sucked at the time anyway, and I didn't have no hour. So I was like, you need to hit them back and say it needs to be a variety show. Like, I'm hosting it. I'm bringing up other comedians and uh, some sketches so that we can make an hour. So it, it turned out cool. Uh, you know, people, people liked it. And... Um, since then, I shot my own stuff that I'm going to start, you know, clipping out, releasing. Yeah. And then we did some for HBO recently. And then the new material that we have for this year, once we polish it up, hitting up all the cities, we want to film it mm. and just have that intellectual property. Have that. We don't know if it's going to go just on YouTube or what, but use it as a tool, almost like a mixtape. So where people can like, just I, we just got to do our best and kill it so that people are like, yo this gotta be one of the this one of the ones right here like because you know i look up to people like andrew schultz and you know all the all the guys that are like podcasting doing this whole lane yeah this whole medium you know killing it it on the road the merch game and podcasting and everything and you said you had like your podcast you have Mm -hmm. how many did you say three yeah we talked about technically two yeah two Mm -hmm. yeah chingo chats where it's just talk about whatever you know pop culture whatever's going on it could be even be like behind the scenes of my life type shit mm-hmm. and then my political one red pill tamales so yeah that one that's trigger warning uh <laughs> i'll be on there talking about nancy pelosi full of shit you know i'll be on there like the elites from america they have sold us out they shipped off manufacturing we need to bring that shit back you know it's too much fentanyl coming in i turned into an old grumpy man yeah, like yeah. your theo at the barbecue that won't shut up Oh, you know, I'm 42. Damn. I got a number of daughters. So I'll be like, man, crime going up, bro. What's up with this inflation? <laughs> you seen men at H-E-B? They ain't had nothing on the shelf that one time. And, you know. <laughs> so how did that happen? How'd you get all political? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I knew he was going to I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, it's all good because it's, it's funny. Um, basically, bro, like, you know, obviously when the orange Hitler first hit the scene, 
I was like, man, I ain't, I ain't like how he's mean to immigrants because I was Mr. They Can't Deport Us All. Um, yeah. I campaigned that forever. I did an album and a comedy special. Yeah. I'm the son of immigrants. I didn't like how the media was always blaming us for everything. Every every four years, it was elections, and they I'm like, damn, here they go again, talking about the Mexicans and you know the Latinos and shit. Yeah. And um, so you know, I didn't like I didn't like Buddy at first, mm-hmm. and then. The shutdowns happened, the lockdowns happened, the response to the, you know, the media lying, like they lie on Kanye, like they lie on, they lied on Nicki Minaj, like anybody that gets out of line, you know, they'll come for you and they'll make you look like the bad guy. So, you know, 2020, I, I just started like peeping game a little bit, like, man, some of these, man, these crooked motherfuckers. And, um, you know, I just started kind of reassessing, like, like I kind of had like cognitive dissonance. That's like when... um you know, you believe a whole bunch of stuff and all of a sudden it's like, damn, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, this is fucking me up, bro. Like, I shouldn't be for, like, I'm supposed to be against immigration. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I'm supposed to be against La Migra, bro. Like, I'm supposed to be out there yelling, abolish ICE and ain't no human illegal and yeah. and it's a, it's a human thing and we got to just let everybody. And at the same time, it's like, man, we in a pandemic, bro. We can't let just let everybody, you know, untested, you know, with no swab. Like, they forcing us to, you know, get the jab. And I don't want to say nothing crazy that's going to trigger the algorithm. But uh, but long story short, long story short, yeah, I, would, I kept it all to myself. Like, it was all, like, 2020. I think it was, like, mostly 2020. And then around election time, I just started saying a little bit more stuff on my Twitter, like little by little, like, man, so, yeah, y'all got to peep. Hey, man, y'all need to watch China, bro. China is on our ass. I just started saying the media, you can't always trust the media and, and just like calling out how the news will lie to you. It's a lot of propaganda and, mm-hmm. and, and little by little. And then I did a live stream mm-hmm. where I think Lil Wayne had already took the picture with Trump and that shit put a battery in my back. Like, man, Wayne fucking with Trump, dog. Uh, it might be safe <laughs> the coast is clear for rappers to yeah, yeah. you know ice cube said he ready to holler at both parties so i did a live stream and i was on there just talking to my twitter uh people on periscope and somebody took little clips out of context like made me look bad and shit maybe look mean and shit like as if i was saying deport them all basically right they yeah. chopped up a bunch <laughs> of stuff same way they did rogan they take out all the context and of course, I offended a lot of people. People were triggered. It's a very, you know, a lot of people hate the orange man and a lot of people still believe the news. And w- right now we're living in a time where people are very divided and politics is a very touchy subject. Like, you know, mm-hmm. people judge each other like, no, pues en Univision dijeron que a huevo tienes. Or you go visit other places and they might be more strict when it comes to masking. Some people feel like, hey, we're two years into this. I'm pretty sure the data and the science shows that they probably don't work as good as we thought they did. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And we're just very divided. And unfortunately, well, I, I say fortunately, these people tried to like caught red handed, like, you know, the smoking gun, you know, Chingo Bling has done a 180. He turned his back on his people. He hates being Mexican. He's a he's the brown face of white supremacy and racist and all this stupid shit. Yeah. And it's like, no, that is not who I am. So after that, I just embraced it and I just leaned into it. Like either I'm going to let these clips circulate, making me look bad, or we could get behind it and let all the people that are either curious or be like, man, explain, okay, what's up with the economy? Or, or why is that this person's fault? Or, okay, so you're telling me that um, women and children suffer when the border is, is out of control and immigration can't 
process the people and it's dangerous. And if you invite people, they're coming in in a very dangerous manner. People from all over the world. You got very bad things happen. Yeah. Very bad things to the children. In the <laughs> many people say things happen. I don't want to say, but things have been said. And many people know if you're down in the valley, you know, <laughs> people know bad stuff happens to the women. Like, yeah. There's sex trafficking. There's human trafficking. While the, the immigration... I was going to say La Mira. My bad, y'all. <laughs> I respect y'all, man. My bad, y'all. They're so busy trying to process all the Haitians and Venezuelans. Everybody coming. Cartels over here, they like they running in that fentanyl that comes from China. They running it through. Thighs, thighs, thighs. And, then it, and then your crime goes up in your city. Your crime going up. You know, police getting disrespected. Like, it's all this anti-police rhetoric. Where I'm like, I get it. There's bad cops. You know what I'm saying? But you see what's going on when you fucking hate on all the cops. Yeah. So if you try to make the immigration look bad, that's your first line of defense. You you over there overwhelming them. Um, there was a video circulating where you see the, the media get into it with the upper management. It's like, mm -hmm. what do you want me to do? And it's like, sir, our hands are tied. Like they're all from the valley. Yeah. Sir, you know, <laughs> it's a tragedy, sir. So if you demoralizing... And demonizing your immigration, they're overwhelmed, understaffed, underfunded. And then you're talking about abolish ICE. It's their job also to go after like sex predators and like child trafficking, bad people that mm -hmm. use humans over and over again. Now you get rid of them, boom, that's your other line of defense. That's that's supposed to be your, I forget the term, but like your, um, like La Migra, they only handle the border. Mm -hmm. ice is already in your city there's like a little child molester dude and he you know what i mean he got a record back where he's from and he just did a dui like he might he might get sent back i don't yeah. know shit happens i don't know but uh but basically man it's just long story short i'm an old grumpy 42 year old taxpayer and you know i'm i this this is what i'm gonna say right because i don't want to um I don't want nobody tuning out of y'all's podcast like, man, fuck this sellout. <laughs> no. I don't like what he's saying, man. He said Nancy Pelosi ain't, ain't smart. Uh, you know, respect that woman. She a national treasure. But here's what I want to say. <laughs> Basically, I I look at things like we are we are we are under attack. You know what I'm saying? I know that should sound crazy. I feel like they want people to be anti-American. It's almost like a counter-revolution. You see it in Hollywood, like China controls the media, Hollywood. You know, there's a lot of people who don't want you to say America first. People that don't want to say, hey, man, we don't manufacture steel here. We don't make pharmaceuticals here. We don't make barely anything here. That's all the jobs. So in the global perspective, we getting screwed. We about to fall off. Mm -hmm. America they want to they want to make America a third world country the dollar is under attack you know what I mean they printing yeah. up too much money and that's making it to where it's like we getting a pay cut so either I could just go along with the get along just be like yeah man you know I'm gonna just be like you know I just want to say that I agree like George Lopez you know I, I think the way I'm supposed to think and I'm not supposed to, uh, you know, because they they the racist, you know, Republicans are racist. So I, I would never listen to what they got to say. Half of them are full of shit. You know, we don't want to get too deep, but yeah. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a cheerleader for any party. But I just feel like there's a lot of stake. Basically, yeah. Yeah. it's important. And I run my mouth about it. I get into it. It's like sports to me. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like sports. That, to me. Well, that's that's a good way to like explain it right it, it's like my novella like every day i already know bro 
man what what's man what's canada bro canada froze donated funds people donated to these truckers and they they took money out of people's account that's like some fucking people people in canada right now pulling their money out the bank and stuffing it in the mattress because the government is overstepping their constitution and saying hey uh hey are you uh you rolling man uh, did you donate to this uh organization yeah we don't yeah boom you 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 helping terrorists we see them as economic terrorists and now boom your account you know what i mean yeah. and then if everybody goes the crypto route they just shut off your shit yeah no yeah <laughs> well, you want to go on a break real fast because <laughs> chingo done scared off all the listeners <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he was talking about, man. That gummy, that gummy must have been real good. <laughs> okay, guys, well, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back. Yes, sir. And we are back from our little Boom. break. Yeah. <laughs> we had Secret Service outside, and I hate man. He knows too much. <laughs> He's spilling all the beans. Uh huh. So, what were your podcasts? You said it was yeah, Chingo Chats. That's the non-political one. Mm-hmm. We talk about everything, man. Tell stories from the back in the day in the music game. And then uh, Red Pill Tamales, that's what we talk about, like the economy and just everything that's going on. You know what? Mainly like freedom type stuff. Like if they're about to start mandating certain things mm-hmm. uh, or like, you know, the, the whole Second Amendment. We got we got the uh, governor's race is going to be happening. So obviously some politicians are against the Second Amendment. They're against guns. You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Anybody or you know, things to pay attention to, uh, and uh, you know, like taxes and your money, yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. And then yeah, they, okay. you have both, you have Instagram for both pages. Yeah, uh, actually, the Instagram for the the um, podcast is at what did he said? What did he said? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. what did he say? Yeah, well, what, 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 what did he say? What did yeah. he say? Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah, it's not, saying yeah. it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have both of them um, in the in the. In the yeah and the description the description and anybody hating in the comments right now man look i'll be watching the comments bro you know what i'm saying we get a few comments here and there right Mm -hmm. well good that's what we want (laughs) yeah they're they're starting to pick up yeah so i hope they pick up a little more but so when did you start your podcasting at all like Mm -hmm. years ago yeah um and i I can't remember how many years it's been i lost track but uh it might be like uh, if i had to guess like three and a half Something like that. I feel like that's already a time where I feel like we started a podcast when pe- when everybody started a podcast. So I feel like you kind of started yours like before everybody was like mm-hmm. when people weren't like big on like what what what's a podcast mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. 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 Cuz so. I feel like yeah, we know some people too that are like um they're starting the podcast and we're always like yeah, and they'll ask us like what do you have or what do you use and we'll tell mm-hmm. them because we're just like hey Mm-hmm. do it like yeah. you should like you know why not the more the merrier <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know we this podcast came about because of hooters huh <laughs> <laughs> we were at hooters and we were drinking and it was like our sunday family day like uh-huh. just me him and our and our son and i was like yeah you know whatever whatever and he's like we should do a podcast and i'm like we should do a podcast like we should invite like um people and like you know have them talk about their life and encourage others and motivate them and share the knowledge you know because not everybody likes to share the knowledge or they don't like to talk about oh i use this camera or i use this to do this shirt like no les gusta you know yeah and we're very uh like transparent so it's like this is what this podcast is about you know we'll have random episodes here and there right like yeah where we just talk about random stuff yeah Yeah. 
but um but, but there's always happy. gems there's always gems in there <laughs> yeah. yeah some game there's always some clips i can get and then people are gonna be like oh shit like the whole uh the one that kind of it didn't obviously it didn't blow up like that but it's like uh the homie discount the homie discount shit like when mm. people hit you up like yo bro like hit me up with a you did know? you have that happen to you i did that to roly the other day you did <laughs> say man uh check this out bro <laughs> <laughs> but oh uh, okay so the homie hookup yeah yeah um i mean i think most people uh, i don't really you know what i'm saying most people don't really uh try to like smooch i don't know maybe i, I don't know maybe i got rid of all them people yeah, but like nobody so. really be like yeah. trying to get over or nothing like yeah, that yeah for me it was in the very beginning like yeah, whenever i started a clothing beginning. brand like but i tell him that in our like generation he started a clothing brand with when a lot of our friends and the people we knew didn't even care to do anything for themselves they were just worried about getting an actual job you mm-hmm. know which he had his job but i think he's one of the first ones out of like the group of friends you know the people that we know that started his, their own clothing brand but now we know like other people that do it so i feel now that they have it they know what the homie discount is so oh, they yeah. don't like mm-hmm. ask for it in a way right yeah that, i think that might be it yeah because i just started my clothing brand and he asked me like oh has anybody reached out for like a homie discount and i'm like no they haven't like, a promo code no yeah, yeah like oh, she they, get, she, you got the well, promo codes going yeah well i do i use like the model girls that i get like i'll give them one and then i'll tell them like it's a friendly competition whoever gets their code used the most gets a like a free item aside from whatever they're modeling yeah, you that's know good. Yep. and mm-hmm. it's just like that you know but other than that, it's just, I really haven't. Because it's really support locals. Like, mm-hmm. it's big. So I think that's a big thing right now, right? Like, yeah. supporting locals. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I believe in that. I mean, um, like, you know, planting seeds, you know, giving back. And it's like, we need this show to, you know what I'm saying, to blow up. Like, yeah. it, it only benefits the city, the scene, the community. Like, you know, you, know, you guys could be a, a a really big platform for somebody that's trying to get heard get known yeah yeah now because so. we've had people reach out like man thank y'all for like whatever video or episode because now i'm gonna start my own so and so and that's what really what we want like yeah. we want people to be their own like boss and to do their own thing you know like i mean yeah this this medium is like blowing up bro. especially like in the comedy world that's how a lot of these comedians i turned down a movie audition uh this week it was for some dc comic shit and i'm like uh, and i'm like okay there's a chance there's probably a huge chance i won't get it i don't know how many people are trying out yeah, for this yeah. latino type of role and but anyway long story short it's like i have a tour i have a podcast like we got a lot of stuff going on and if i'm gonna be it said uh i was like okay from when to when this role like mm-hmm. oh it's gonna be in atlanta and puerto rico from this month to this month i'm like I got to uproot my whole family, kids. We got yeah. a little six-month-old. Like, oh, we're going to Atlanta. And then after that, we're going to Puerto Rico. Or dad's in Puerto Rico. How are the kids? Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I'm going to have to zoom into my podcast. I got to cancel tour dates. I was like, you know what? I don't want to sit around sit all day yeah. that bad. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this medium is blowing up. You know, people, dis- we're talking off air. Like, when people discover your podcast, you know, they might be late to the party, but now they get to check out all your back catalog and uh, yeah yeah because honestly like um i mean like you've had your podcast so do you ever look back at like your first episodes and see how much you've grown yeah all the time all the time um i mean we're still growing 
And as of late, it's been just picking up because at first it was very general. And once we once we uh, started like the political one and then the the non political one, just to let everybody know, I'm not crazy. <laughs> oh, oh, he, he, ain't calling he, you he guys. likes other stuff. Yeah, he <laughs> doesn't yeah. just like he's just not always yelling at the TV. Uh, Get off my lawn, kids! <laughs> Pay your taxes. No, um, fuck was I saying? Uh, oh, like before before when it was just general, it was just kind of like whatever. Yeah. You know, people tuned in, whatever. But once we kind of like did, okay, now political and political, all of a sudden people like that. It's one of those subjects where like people, when they care, they care and they get into it and they want to support you, especially yeah, yeah. when they're like, bro, thank you for talking about this stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then boom, now they're all in. But you know, oh, yeah. I and I think it's also like, um, it's, you know, in your own way, like it's good that you use your platform and mm-hmm. like... Um, not like uh, yeah like i guess your platform to spread knowledge yeah to people that really mm-hmm. don't have it or people that are actually curious but are scared to like even look it up yeah. or to just know like you I, know? i'll give you an example of somebody using their platform uh there's an mma fighter uh bryce thug nasty mitchell uh i'm a big fan of him but also on his instagram like he he posted a video it was like a post-fight interview mm-hmm. and he's he's from arkansas so he's just like down to earth and and he's like, all right. Well, if there's any more questions, he's like, uh, can I say something? This, this I could say something right here. It's gonna it's gonna go out. We're still rolling, you know, because <laughs> I gotta say something. And then yeah. he started going off. He's like, it it breaks my heart. It pisses me off to see these kids on the playground with two masks and the teacher going around saying, pull your mask up, pull your mask up. He's like, they're outside playing tag. They need fresh air. And he's just going in saying like, the governor needs to grow a damn backbone. In Arkansas, we don't play that shit. And if you want us to play by your rules, put it on the ballot. He said, I guarantee you more people agree with me. He says, open up the diners to full capacity. There's single moms that are waitresses. You can only fill half of the damn Denny's. Now they can only make half of the damn tips, you know, Mm -hmm. and and uh, and so on. He's like, it's hurting people's pockets. And uh, I gave him props. For one, I agree with him, Mm -hmm. but I respect him because, you know, it's cool to take the route too where you're just not gonna get involved, you're not gonna say nothing. Like that's great. That's totally fine. Yeah. Uh but for somebody to, like him to say, you know what, as a fighter, I, I need to speak up for these kids because I'm sure a lot of parents, you know what I mean? Like nobody's when the media is all pumping out one solution, one way, one direction, and then you able to kind of like be the voice for the side that they're just trying to call you like some people don't want to get la medicina you know what i'm saying uh-huh. some people don't want to get it right we're gonna call it that because you know yeah, yeah. big tech <laughs> you know big tech you know they censor you they shadow ban you my brother uh anyway uh some people don't want to get the medicine right uh-huh. so it's like man i forgot the, how to point i was trying to make so in other words in the media they're calling you you're part of the problem. They're blaming you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're calling you a QAnon, Trump tard, like those, uh, those crazy. Rep- it's a lot of like even like black folk that are not into politics that don't want to get it. And they're like, a lot of these people are white supremacists. Like they're all yeah. Republican Trump tards. And it's like, not everybody wants to get it. You don't got to be a Trump tard. You know, <laughs> you don't got to be QAnon. And um, so for somebody like Bryce Mitchell to give a voice to that side that doesn't get to 
express like well i have some concerns you know my, my daughter y'all saying it's got to be now for five and up you know i have a six-year-old she's allergic to a lot of shit yada, yada, yada. Uh, she already had it she has the antibodies uh medical what is it religious exemption we don't believe in that we're jehovah whatever mm-hmm. no 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 none of that counts no no shut up you're crazy get out of here it's your fault you're part of the problem and there's a lot of cities i think washington dc they might have backtracked their rules and like boston you can't eat at the spot like new york city la county there's a lot of places where you can't walk in and then you got to show your, your medical records to get a fucking sandwich but anyway no, yeah. yeah that's, that's what i had to say about that <laughs> had to bring it back <laughs> let them know about your tour you yeah got a man tour, right? uh, legalized freedom my boy roly roly vogues no i'm talking Sir. about vogue studios uh designed uh pretty much like 99 percent of the tour merch you know what I'm saying? Some dope shit. Some fly shit yeah, that, um, like, you know, when I first got with you about the vision, and I'm glad that, you know, you did a hell of a job and, you know, you didn't have to you didn't have to be like, well, I don't agree or whatever, right? You just like, man, let's I'm going to make it fly. You mm-hmm. know? We didn't get to no discussion like, oh, what the fuck? You Q and I, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, basically I told him I want something that's like, patriotic on some freedom shit like put a little flag on there i want to call it legalized freedom and uh you know he whooped up like you know some trucker hats we got the beanies getting made right now some some dope ass dtg because i saw the stuff on your page some stuff you did for snow the product and then you put out the um i like how you put out a lot of examples uh like esteban gabriel the concept i tagged them on there the conceptual stuff and um so the dtg is dope and uh, he he made one for me. It has like the flag, got the eagle. It's it's got me on it or my logo. It says legalized freedom. And I was like, man, we got to put some shades on that eagle. Like we got to put like a truck, like an eighteen wheeler, like yeah. just some working class American, like some yeah. shit that you might some fly shit you might see at the at the uh, gas station, like at yeah. a truck stop. Nah, I want to do more though. Like I want to I want to make shit like that. I, I like doing shit like that, but I want to make something. Something else. I don't know if it's you want it for your tour or something like that. We can work on some other shit because yeah. uh, I like the whole DTG, like the whole, you know, yeah, being able yeah. to put shit together like that. Yeah. You know and you're like? good yeah. at it too. So uh, I appreciate it. We got to do. And then and then you did a, a like a single cover, a new song I got coming out produced by Steve-O. It's called Come and Take It. And you did the artwork. So when it hits Apple and all that, uh, Apple Music and all Spotify, that's the art. Yes, Maybe sir. make some shirts out Is of it. Is the one you, we talked about? Yeah oh okay yeah we went back and forth on there a little bit she helps mm-hmm. me out you know nice yeah sometimes he'll be like oh what do you think about this or what should i do and or, you, you just go like and i'm just and like mm. <laughs> but you know i feel like i'm his biggest critic like it's so crazy because he'll come to me and i'm just like oh, i don't know how i feel about that but it's we're our visions are completely like opposite like we're com- like yeah. we're opposite yeah because i'll be like oh know? what do you think about it and she's like I don't know. Maybe you can. Or I'm like, well, I'm gonna keep it like that. I mean, and I'm just like, okay, like well, don't ask me. But it's a second opinion. You know, <laughs> no, but, but yeah. Well, yeah. She, you know, everybody out there listening, man, you gotta have a, uh, that honest opinion. Yeah. You know, you gotta have that support. Yeah. Somebody get feedback. So for sure, that's mm. great. One one last thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, what all do you do? Like your work ethic. Like how is it? Like are you always constantly like working? Like. Cause you got a podcast, you got a tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look at Juan. Juan. I know he's just Juan ain't like... got a lunch break all day. <laughs> Juan Pet is about to pass out. On <laughs> um, I think I, I think I do a better job now to have balance. 
Uh, sometimes I do take on, uh, you know, we take on too much, but um, we try to like work smart, not hard. We try to be efficient. We talk about uh, systems, not goals. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, yeah, I heard that on the podcast. Like this last podcast, we might have uh, said it about like yeah, fitness or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like we try to. I'm 42. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be doing this shit forever. Like we're trying to get rental properties. We're trying to get out the game. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. For as many people is trying that are trying to get in the game, a lot of people are trying to figure out how do I parlay this to get out of the game. Because if you don't, if you do not reinvest and if you do not plan and have side hustles and and you know if you're not on your shit, then you'll you'll get stuck in the loop where you're just like working, working, working. Like in the Kanye documentary, mm-hmm. you saw it, right? You saw it last night. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alerts. There's a part where he's like. I think his boy said he was living beat to beat. So, yeah, he was doing good and he was selling the big artists. But, you know, it's still beat to beat. So that's what yeah. that's what I mean. Like, you don't want to be show to show, album to album. Yeah. Fuck that. Grown man <laughs> shit. No, no. Yeah. Because I don't know. Because I feel like I, I just overwork myself sometimes. But so but you like know, ex- he said it, though, like, um work smarter not harder yeah you know no no yeah and then i man dude like i have this schedule and i like i try to um i try to like simplify it as much as i can like it used to be long as hell and i was like i was telling juan like i have like for like this podcast um we're recording tonight and then tomorrow saturday morning i want to wake up saturday morning the plan is the schedule is wake up early edit it export it upload it but have it like scheduled like ready yeah yeah ready uh get all the clips done get all the uh flyers get all the everything everything oh yeah all the assets and then that way yeah all the assets and that way i have six more days out of the week to focus to focus on my other shit you know because i was telling him i do the rugs i do the designs yeah i do her merch i do my brother's merch i do my own merch like it's just a lot of shit you know what i mean so yeah, man. Yeah, so I was it's a lot. There. Yeah. And then the clothing, you know, everything. Everything. Todo tiene su chiste, you know? So. Yeah. And then, we, and then we don't have, like, a team or nothing. It's just, like, us, you know? Yeah. And our whole house is, like, pretty much a... I don't yeah. know. I don't know how it's like production office. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> is your is your house like that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Sometimes it's like bring in the the softbox lights because we're gonna cook a recipe. Let's film this. Yeah, yeah. Or like my three year old, like get us videos, get us videos. Like she <laughs> wants to do like entonces, you know, a luego, <laughs> you know, like making a a recipe. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i want to just give a shout out to ricky my cousin uh he has a podcast with danny uh which i saw was with you for ufc oh you danny did like, uh danny guerrero Come yeah in. yeah he okay. has a podcast with him oh okay and uh yeah and then when we had him he was like you know i want to meet chingo bling i saw him at the gym one time with his wife but i didn't want to go up to him right okay. he said, yeah, he like said that, that yeah, yeah okay yeah but you know they're doing their thing too like mm-hmm. that's the first time i ever went to a comedy show because of him and and i got to experience like oh shit like you know i highly so. recommend it how, how did you you had a good time uh, i had a good time so um to all, everybody out there all the couples or somebody wants to relieve stress it's a very fun thing to do find like a real good quality comedian at a good quality comedy club that a place that knows how to do comedy like the improv or something like that trust me man like just find somebody good go check them out it's re- especially in these times like man we really need to laugh and be around good laugh, people yeah. for sure yeah 
Yeah, yeah cuz Riggy does been he's been doing like no, his he's been shows doing his fucking and thing, he yeah. like he'll be posting and stuff like and that. And those shows, and, those open mics are like every week and like different nights of the week like it's mm-hmm. he's always posting like oh catch me here on Tuesday, catch me here Thursday like and I'm just like holy shit, you know like it's he hustling, it's, yeah, yeah. 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 On the grind. That's just like worth ethic, right? Yeah. Like it's just Yeah. So any tips you have any like for comedians, upcoming comedians or Yeah, man, uh, I might even start a whole other podcast just about comedy. Um and I'm mm-hmm. talking to Juan Perez all the time about like I want to come up with like almost like maybe a book or like the Chingle Bling system or a way I can teach and pass on, you know what I'm saying, and instruct yeah. The shit like my my philosophy like Bruce Lee, dog. Is what I'm trying to tell y'all, bro. It's like be like water, uh, but yeah, cause yeah. there's there's concepts and notes that we share. Like comedians, Juan, you familiar with commit to the bit? Have you heard that commit to the bit? Yeah, I've heard of it. Well, it's basically like a something they'll say. Like say you're up there or, or Ricky or somebody, Daniel or Juan's up there doing a joke, and they're not fully confident in the joke. And they're not able to sell the joke because it's like they don't even believe in it. So if you're going to do a joke about how the dog, you know, you want you stepped in the shit like you got to act like you really stepped in shit yeah, yeah, and you yeah. got to tell it like you mean and how how much is stunt like you, you got, you know, like <laughs> commit. And yeah, then the yeah. bit means like the joke. The joke that's yeah. just, you know, that's a generic thing. But there's some little like uh, things that I picked up either like an acting class or from the rap game, things about stage presence, things that OG comedians like Rick Gutierrez like taught me, little tactics, you know, we all share notes and in that little toolkit, I want to be able to like um, have like up and coming comedians because I want, we need the scene to be popping. We need yeah, yeah. like, we need your cousin and Daniel and Juan, everybody. We need all of us to like, like, have a scene think about yeah. houston culture like if we don't got no good no good restaurants no good chefs no good taco trucks on edgebrook then that's part of your scene of kind of like what we have here mm-hmm. and like you oh, know yeah. if, if the yeah. djs suck if we're known for having shitty djs it's like if the rappers suck like we are our graffiti our murals our our street art like my motherfucking baristas we all gotta like turn up everybody in houston like all the clothing lines so that when people the game is coming to Texas. A lot of people live in New York and California. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was telling. Uh, we had somebody, uh, Rob, Robbie Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing like his, like a show or whatever. And it's not a podcast, but he, he wants to bring people out, right? To yeah, do yeah, like. Yeah, because he, he, it's kind of, it's, it's the same thing, but he calls it a talk show. He wants to treat, treat it more like a talk show mm-hmm. and eventually make it a whole like network, you know, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. and and but i agree though like um he's one we, of doman's homies okay yeah he's like, yeah like i think we houston needs to be the spot that people from california new york chicago want to come here and just make mm-hmm. it happen you know like and, and follow our lead in a lot of ways yeah. and like think about movies bro all the latino centric films most of them have been from the perspective of a southern california type of lifestyle yeah, every yeah, once yeah. in a while it'll be like oh selena or like different ones from different regions but mainly that's just where the game has been that's where the machine is but you know texas has a lot to offer uh we ha- we have a super dope country texas is an amazing country mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, yeah. the republic of texas i'm like i'm american until texas secedes so I- i'm american but you know once texas <laughs> goes on its own i'm a, I'm a citizen of texas <laughs> 
We got our own culture. Like, think about yeah. it. Yeah, we do. What other state has like a Chevrolet Texas edition or Ohio edition or Michigan yeah. edition? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. McDonald's, Texas home style burger. Yeah. They don't got a Florida style burger at McDonald's. No, yeah, because it's crazy. Because I, I feel like I just realized that uh, I've always known, but it's like it's so like L.A. is like so like it's I don't know how. I to mean, explain L.A.'s it. tight. Like, That's why they yeah. always sit. But know? like, I guess when I saw like the Super Bowl, right, and then I'm like, oh, like it's all the L.A. people, Dr. Dre and them. But then I feel like to me, I feel like okay, let's say like Snoop Dogg, like oh, Snoop Dogg is worldwide, you know, like mm-hmm. I I think he's a legend and everything, yeah. whatever. But to them, that's like no, that's like their that's Long Beach, that's, that's like, two one three right there. That's their big pokey. That's their yeah. uh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, that's like yeah, Slim so, Thug, Bumby. Yep. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. their guys, you know. Exactly. And we have our home uh, hometown yeah. heroes or whatever, and I'm just like down. But they're like worldwide crazy, yeah. you know. Yeah, and us, old. like yeah, we're they're like everything to us. But I wonder how LA sees Slim Thug and all them, you know, and you and everybody, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but. It's just wild, though. Like, I, mean, I, I just realized that. I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, when Houston, you know, when we had all the spotlight, when Still Tipping was out Yeah, and it's all Still Tipping there. Yeah. I mean, you'd go to other cities and, like, we'd all be wearing grills and stuff. And we had our own slang. And then all the sipping syrup crap, that shit started here. <laughs> we had our first epidemic. Now all these kids, <laughs> Juice World, rest in peace, all these kids, just they just promoting that big pharma. Yeah. You know. But uh, did you have another one or no? That's it. That's, no, that's it for it. me, man. So I, I enjoyed this it. This is part one. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> but we really enjoyed having you on this podcast, and we're you know we thank you for coming over. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. When 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 does the tour start? Uh, mm-hmm. February twenty eighth in Raleigh, North Carolina, and then after that, bro, we hitting psh, Albuquerque, so Phoenix, San Jose, Corpus Christi, like College Station, yeah. Naples, Florida, West Palm Beach, Florida, like. Chicago, uh, San Jose, California, just random everywhere. It's fire. Putting in work. I will. Good luck with Re- everything. Represent ta 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 Maulipas. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Thanks. Thank you guys. Well, that's it, man. Sure. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And this is the episode 24. And we had Jingle Bling today. And again, thank you so much. Everything with his information will be in the description, description. below. So, yeah, so like, so comment, a, you know. Dale subscribe. Yeah, and don't hate on the guy, man. Like, fuck, show some love. He's a fucking legend out here. It's okay. I'll get on there and argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, man. All right. Other than that, thank y'all so much for watching. Peace. Peace.